That hit me a little harder than I thought I was going to. Um, you know, the McMahon family is nothing special. Trust me, we're very aware of that. But what we have experienced is Romans 8.28, that for those who love him, God works all things for his good purpose that we might become more like the image of his son. And so we have a firm ethos in our family that God doesn't waste a crisis. He doesn't waste, it's amazing. We've seen his redemptive work that we might become more like his son. And um, if I had not been an undersized, late-blooming basketball player, I wouldn't have developed any grit. If I didn't marry a woman who's more competitive than I was, we wouldn't have had competitive family. (laughs) She's not in here, so it's safe to say that. I'm not saying that at the 11 o'clock when she's in here. (laughs) If uh, we didn't have a, a son who was athletically gifted and a daughter who was artistically gifted, we wouldn't, I, I wouldn't have the capacity to see the enormous potential in unleashing the arts as well as athletics and academics in children that they might be more like Jesus. And my dear friend, Jeff Kirby, Judge Kirby, um, said it so well. He goes, Charlie, I think your whole life has pointed to this thing. And I think he's right. I always got this sense that in my 60s and if the Lord gives me my 70s would be my most fruitful time of life. And I think it's true, but it didn't happen as it's true of your journey. It's going to be true of your journey too. It will not happen without pain. It will not happen without pain. Um, That's what God uses to process and purify our character that we might be conformed to the image of his son. Everybody loves Romans 8, 28. God works all things. What people don't realize is that the end of that says, verse 29, that we might be conformed to the image of his son. It's not so we just have hip-hop happy days all the time and God is any good. It's so that we might be conformed to the image of his son. And so we're getting ready to turn this place into a place that six days a week is an intersection point for families, children, students. It's real interesting. Sherry and I were nurtured in a philosophy of parenting that many of you were. Many of us were nurtured in a philosophy of parenting that what matters most is developing a child's self-esteem. That's the main thing. That it's all about making them feel special. You know, I always say that we were raised under the notion of telling our kids, you got the IQ, you got the EQ, you could be in GQ, son. You have it all. Aren't you special? And uh, lest you think it was just our generation, this actually goes back. And some of you will remember this. This actually started in the 1950s with Dr. Benjamin Spock and his teachings that, you know, you, you don't, don't ever discipline. It's all about nurturing their self-esteem. Well, in recent years, especially with a researcher at, this, at Stanford University by the name of Dr. Carol Dweck, the research has clearly shown that it is not self-esteem that kids need most. It's been clearly, the research has validated that self-esteem is good. It's better than low self-esteem, right? It is. But what kids need 
is grit. And the amazing research done in African nations where 12-year-olds were recruited to be soldiers and they killed people and yet they became doctors and lawyers and educators. They had no self-esteem. But they had the grit to get through that trauma and to say, I want my life to be useful. And they were. And so one of the things about this whole ministry is the reason that it, it applies to every kid, high-functioning, low-functioning, no-functioning, is every kid needs grit. Every kid needs grit, every human being. Matter of fact, if you could, if you could really boil it down, here's what we really want to make every, every ministry interaction with Players Box have, and that is we want, we want kids to re- know what it is to receive the grace of God, to grow grit, to express gratitude and process grief. That if a student can leave us and is equipped with those realities, there is nothing life will beat them at. There, there's nothing that, that life will be too much. If, if we have those four. As a matter of fact, these three lead to this one. And I will tell you, the most important thing, parents, that you can train your child in is dealing and managing pain and loss. That's it. Like, that's the number one thing. And so the reception of God's grace and the growing of, of, if you were with us last week, hupomene, grit, and being able to live a life of gratitude, I'm not owed anything, all actually leads to the ability to process what life is. Life is constant loss. Life is pain. Even though we're the first generation in human history that expects life to be easy, it is not. When you have the affluence of America, you just create new problems is what you do. You don't eliminate problems. Um, everything I ever needed to learn in life, I learned at Dr. Seuss. Did you, did you ever notice this? Like my mom got this whole volume of Dr. Seuss for us kids when, when we were little. And the one that is most often repeated is the places you'll go. You'll be on your way up. You'll be seeing great sights. You'll join the high flyers who soar to great heights. You won't lag behind because you'll have the speed. You'll soon pass the gang and, and take the whole lead. And you, you'll, you'll, you know, you'll, you'll go beyond everybody. And then it says this. And then it says this. It says, but sometimes you'll be left in the lurch. And you'll fall down in this, from the lurch in a, with an unpleasant bump. And chances are then you'll be in a slump. Remember that? And when you're in a slump, you're not in for much fun because unslumping yourself is not easily done. And this is the number one book given to graduates that you're going to go great places. But Dr. Seuss and his great wisdom says, but even though you'll have all the speed and you'll be great and we think you have the IQ and the EQ... The reality is you're going to get knocked from your perch. And you're going to be in a slump, and then what? Do you have the tools? Do you have the grace? Do you have the grit? Do you have the gratitude to process that loss? And that's why we believe it is essential in this era to not only tell kids, oh, the places you'll go, but to equip them when they fall from their perch, because they will. Look at these words from 2 Corinthians 
And I've tried throughout this series to present scriptures that are, the, for me, the, the, the scriptural undergirding of the why behind player's box. And this one just resonates with me, 1 Corinthians 5.14, for Christ's love compels us be our, because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves but for him who died for them and was raised again. So this is really important. To be a part of Southbrook is to be a person who no longer lives for yourself. You live now for the purposes of Christ. It's real important on a day like this. You know, there are four types of people in a church. There are ploppers, they are payers, they are prayers, and they are players. And this one's right here says, no ploppers. No ploppers. If, you know, someone said that they mentioned that someone told them they're going to take a, a break from giving because they've done their part in the past. Aren't you glad Jesus didn't have that attitude? Like, I'm, I, I just, I've showed you how to live. I'm going to back out of the cross thing because I've given enough. Aren't you glad he didn't do that? I, I can't believe a Christian would say, I've given in the past, I'm done. <laughs> I just, I can't. Holy cow, we have failed you if, you, if that's your attitude. We have failed you because Christ died for all and we no longer live for ourselves but for him who died for us and was raised again. And then it says this, so from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. I, I just love that because when I'm tempted to categorize people, Democrat, Republican, white collar, blue collar, black, white, high-functioning, low-functioning, you know, I mean, just the ways we just categorize people. Paul says, no, 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 every person matters to God. Every human being matters to God that Christ would die for them. Every student, whether they're the one that you just, they, they're easy to love or the ones who are more challenging, shall we say, matter to God. We don't look at people from a worldly point of view. I mean, I, I tell you what, if America could just grasp this one, we'd be a different country. Right there, we'd be different. And he says, no, though we once regarded Christ in this way, Paul did. He once saw Christ as an anathema of God's purposes. And then he came to Christ himself and became one who had been a persecutor to becoming a preacher for Christ. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation the regeneration of the human soul being born a second time has happened. The old is gone, the new is here. And this, this is the hope. What we're doing with Players Box is we already have a funnel of student ministry. And that funnel is, is there. What we're doing with Players Box is putting a huge cap, a top at that funnel that says all students who feel pressure as they grow up here you are. And someone says, well, how do I know my student's feeling pressure? Here's a way to do it. Put your hand in front of their mouth. Are they breathing? <laughs> Even low-functioning students who say, you know, I don't care about academics, arts, or athletics. I bailed out of that. They bailed because they didn't feel like they were equipped to deal with what was required of them. And so today, you have a decision to make. I have had the privilege of seeing things like this turned into people. 
down through the years. I've had the privilege of commitment cards miraculously be changed into people. I've never seen water turn into wine, but I've seen cards turn into people. Because of a commitment a family makes. Sharon and I calculated with our commitment today, we're going to give almost $50,000 to the church in the next three years. We're not wealthy by Southbrook standards. But I want you to know, we're not asking you to do something that we're not committed to ourselves. That means we will give up probably one of our trips. We will give up this. Because why? Why? Because of this. Because of that. That's why. I have a dear friend that many of you know, and he was retiring. He, he was entering into a period of his life where he had, um, he had exited a company, and it hadn't been on the greatest of terms. And he and his wife were in Punta Gorda, Florida, and just looking at the boats they were going to buy so that they could just spend their days sailing. He's a boat lover. And this really gets to me because I love boats too. I love, you know, I'm gonna gonna build the Orca one day. I'm gonna build it. I swear I'm gonna build our life. And and they were down there. And he says, um, being a boat freak, and their kids were getting ready to graduate, and for the first time in at least eight years, being able to breathe and sleep at night, and not waking up in a sweat, we were just going to explore boats. But we come home from Punta Gorda, Florida, and our daughter Katie throws a book by John Piper down on the counter and says, look at what I've been reading, read this. And she points to the back cover of the book titled, Don't Waste Your Life. And this is what her dad, Greg Gustin, reads. I will tell you what a tragedy is. I will show you how to waste your life. Consider this story from February 1998 Reader's Digest. A couple took early retirement from their jobs in the Northeast five years ago when he was 59 and she was 51. Now they live in Punta Gorda, Florida, where they cruise on their 30-foot trawler, play softball, and collect shells. Picture them before Christ at the great day of judgment. Look, Lord, see my shells? This is a tragedy. And that's not to say there's not a time to retire. But even if you retire, you better refire. You better say, how am I putting my life right now, my days in play? Because you can. You can go to church all your life and be a plopper. Or you can be a player. It's your choice. At the end of my run, I want to get, become the Lord. And I say, I don't have just shells to offer. Here's the treasure I've stored up in heaven. It is people. It is people who matter to you. It is children to whom you said, let the children come to me. So here's what we're going to do. Maybe today is the first time you're hearing this. I think one of the most poignant things that came out of last weekend was somebody told me of a dad and his daughter out at one of the high tables in the atrium after service last Sunday and they're going over the commitment card because she's a student who gets this that you students need to do something to invest in this and he's saying okay now if you do that amount this is what you're going to have to earn this is what you're going to have to sacrifice you know and to see a kid who gets it who gets it 
Some of you are going to have to give up pizza. Some of you are going to have to give up a 30-foot trawler. God receives it all. I'm an offering. Take my life and turn the pain of my life into new wine. Into new wine. I don't know what's ahead of us. As I told you last week, a a three-day plan right now is a long-term plan. We're asking you to make a three-year commitment. That's a long commitment in this era. But if you do that, what I can tell you is that you will not just have shells to offer Jesus when you face him. I guarantee you that. I was a part of creating a place that was a safe place for kids. A guiding post for parents, coaches, teachers. So what we want to do is we really believe in the integration of our offering with his offering. That to be a Southbrookite means to say, I no longer live for myself, but for him who died for me. And so this moment right here is a moment where we take our cards and we lay them down. And then we take the symbols of his body and blood. And you go back to your seat. And then we're just going to have a moment where we're going to sing that song again and just contemplate. In the words of the old hymn, you know, we're the whole realm of nature mine. That would be a present far too small. Love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. I, I believe that. And uh, then I'll come back up and close. So whether you have a card today or not, I know some of you are in circumstances where you can't make your commitment today. That's okay. It's really November is commitment month, to be truthful. That Today catalyzes this. And uh, we would just like for you to do that now as the team plays and uh, we offer our lives to him powerful to watch all the families just saying hey we're giving of our time talent and treasure the essence of life to make a safe place for kids and families and um, you have no idea on this side of eternity the impact collectively you're having already we thank you Next week is First Gifts Weekend, where the lights will come back on. <laughs> Let there be light. And uh, First Gifts is where if, that you and I will bring our initial gift, because the bridge loan to get this started, hopefully in the spring, is when we can get this started. Uh, so much of it's dependent upon supply chain issues especially with steel, but we want to get it started. The plans are done, so we can get this started. The bridge loan is dependent upon our commitments amount and then the initial gifts. And so we would love for you to uh, come next weekend with your initial gift, whatever it is. If it's it's the price of a large pizza, bring that. If it's the price of a 30-foot trawler, bring that. It's just all of it God accepts, and so does Southbrook. Um, (laughs) And we, we want you to do that. Um, if you have further questions today, 
go to the uh, area out there designated for Players Box Project. You'll see the plans, and there are people out there ready to at, answer questions. Two that are pertinent is what about City Lights? Do you need my City Lights contribution? And City Lights in the last year was launched by many of you giving special designations in financial gifts. And that's gotten City Lights off the ground. We did a stupid faith thing, which often stupid and faith look the same. And uh, we got this thing launched in the middle of a pandemic. And now we're having impacts that we just could never have had. So it's up and going. I would, if I were you, change that contribution over to the Players Box Project so we can get this started. The second one is what about stocks and bonds and assets? If you have questions about that, we can easily turn that over, those, those gifts over. Contact Gerald, uh, Jared Chrisman, and he can help you through that process. We don't have Bitcoin possibilities yet, but hang on, because that may come in the future. Thank you so much, Southbrook. For all of you who said, man, I, I, I want to be a part of this in my time, talent, and treasure, um, thank you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift, right? pray Father as now families pledge the essence of their time and their work their skills to making this happen many who have made a statement I'm not a plopper I'm a player in this uh, may you bless them because they're committing to a very imperfect place that we're figuring this out, but we're stepping up saying, God, with Isaiah, here we are, send us. Lift us up to be ready to, to be preventative and curative both. And um, so here we are. Thank you, oh Lord, for your indescribable gift in Jesus Christ. He is our source of grace he is our reason for grit and gratitude. And he is why we can overcome grief and loss to have joy in this world. And in his name we pray and everyone said, amen. amen. Thank you, everyone. Have a great week.